Hey, hey. It's Ad-libs. The casual fan. Uh, my name is um, Chez. And um, that guy, or this, that no, guy. Oh, you got that, it right. You got it right. Is? GMTM. Boom. And you know what we do? We talk about the wrestling. Casual fan. I say casual fan. Yeah. <laughs> Don't blow up on me now. Yes. <laughs> We're going to be talking about wrestling. Movies. movies. And random shit. Yeah. Live, of course. Yeah. So. That was close. I know. But I got the touch. Pause. I'm talking about beer. I don't need to know what you're touching. <laughs> He's got the look. He got. He got the looks. All right. So, yeah. Let's start off wrestling. 20 minutes on the clock. Tippy top. Let it go. Come on, sing it, daggy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. You should do a thing, too, in the corner. Do a the video. Time. Oh, that's true. Uh, be, it'd be like a time of the match. <laughs> be an Iron Man Beat. match. <laughs> Beat the clock. But, yeah. All right, so this week. Apparently, mm. this was, like, the greatest Raw ever. No, actually, before that. No pay-per-views. No pay-per-views, no predictions. No pay-per-views, no predictions. So this is, this is kind of different for us. We're used to having to predict a pay-per-view, like, what feels like every week. Every so. week, pretty much, we give our predictions, give the results, and then do predictions the week after. kind of feels like we have a break. Yeah. Like, a break. It's kind of like, you know, when you're in school and you have a... You have no, no, you have no, um, oh, you have class. no class. Yeah, 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 yeah. A spare. That's yeah. what we used to call it. But anyway... It's been so long since I've been in school. I'm Trust old me. and washed. I'm in bed by 8 p.m. Even though it's 8.30. But yeah, so... We'll agree to disagree. They said Raw was um, had a heavier influence from Paul Heyman. And it is touted as the best Raw of 2019. Now, is that report coming from within or outside? Is that outside. from bloggers? And or? all the bloggers, anybody speaking about it, they're like, this is the best Raw that we've seen in a very long time. Okay. So... That's like, good. Hey. That's good. Because most times they're ready to shit all over it. Yeah. Like they don't. They care. don't pull any punches. No. So. Especially basic. if you're Dave Meltzer and the Wrestling Observer. <laughs> Mr. Five Stars. But, you know, hey, he's he's been in the game a long, long time. time. So. You know, maybe that should be. Yeah, I guess that's the topic. You know what really bothers me about like bloggers? <laughs> no, really. <laughs> you know, my like, years. Really my years about bloggers is. In the end, they've never trained or been in a ring. Or been in the boardroom and yeah. wrote matches, wrote uh, events, all So, when they speak like they know exactly what they're talking about, yeah, it bugs the shit on me because they don't. Yeah, they're, a whole they're, they're nother, such like, casual fans. They are, but they don't believe they are. That's the thing. They think they're like experts. It's like... You gotta know yourself. I just don't get it. It's really bothersome. But yeah. But that's what the... I mean, it predates the internet. But the internet really has fostered communities, and not just wrestling, of smart marks. Yeah. Everywhere. So Everywhere. Everybody knows how to write a, a, a match. Everybody knows how to, you know... Write a storyline. Write storylines, build characters. And it's like, man... Everybody knows. Everybody knows. Yeah, it's so true. It's just bothersome. Like, some podcasts or something i just stopped listening for a while like what no, i, I mean i know you're not talking about shotclubpodcast.com oh, no, like share comment subscribe oh, the podcast i think the most entertaining podcast that comes out of canada number one maybe north america maybe the world hey definitely the world we gotta, ask the, Mar- we gotta ask, ask the martians they'll tell you but yeah so raw started with um the mosh pit mixed tag team match so, yeah, this actually leads into one of the, our points. So, um, Drake Maverick and his wife go against R-Truth and Carmella. His wife is an actual wrestler. Yeah, I figured so, as much. Um, the winner, anyone can be pinned. The winner gets the 24-7 belt. And then around the whole thing was, like, other people. So, they did that, did that. R-Truth, Carmella won. Okay. As soon as he won... 24-7 oh, is on. back is back on. on so everybody on the outside comes in and jumps on him 
uh, ref counts one, two, three, and people are like, who the hell? Like, who won? Like, it's like freaking dog pile. I was about to say, I'm surprised they haven't done a thing where, um, like the Royal Rumble where Cena and mm. Batista went out at the same time. Like, yeah. why they haven't done specifically two people? Yeah, yeah. Two yeah. people pin one person and be like, hey, I was. I'll I pin first, yeah. You know, and then you have to set up like a triple threat or something like that. I'm surprised they haven't done that, but for it's the still first time, I don't know. It's still early. Oh yeah, so they dog file, and then Mike Canellis comes out with the belt, takes off to the back, takes off to the back. He sees his wife's like, "Yo, I'm the champion." Da da da. And she's like, um, "Um, get down on the ground." They think, and she's like, "Get down, or I'll kick you in your vagina." <laughs> yeah, they're killing it. So he goes down on the ground. She steps on him. The ref comes out. One, two, three. She Where's the, the ref champion. come from? No, uh, she had a ref in there. Whatever it is. Mm-mm, can't even trust your own spouse. No. But remember, she's been dogging him. Terrible. So, once that happens, she goes out and she's like, I'm the first pregnant champion. So, she's bringing the belt in front of everybody. Who's going to pin me? She's like, Titus, you're the first champion. You going to pin me? You going to do it? You going to be the one to take down a pregnant woman? Now, now, is this confirmed that she's pregnant? It's still not they... confirmed. It's just her. You know what I mean? She's saying she's pregnant. Like, in real life, I believe she They better not turn this into a Lita storyline. I know. I heard somebody say that, but I don't believe that. Yeah. Well, I What I want is something, because she was like, if you guys want to try to pin me, I am at my, like, OBGYN. I have a, what's it called? Next week, I'll have my feet up in the stirs. So if you want to try to pin me, then you can come through, whatever. I want Mike to pin her, like, while she's sleeping. Mm, or not why she said something can do like that. that. Why that nah I don't think they can do that. Now how not? I can see it's them four seven. I can see them trying to be a little risque and them trying to get it on and he goes to pin her. No, they won't they do did. that because she's shitting on him right now. Yeah, but they did well And she's talking about I should never touch you. Who knows you're the father? Like she right now she's shitting on him. That's, so yeah, she but won't that's, like that could be that. an angle. He's trying to get back in her good graces. And, you know, he sets the mood or something. Like, that, when, like I can't see them having somebody else pin her. No, that, not that, somebody that else. Be... I want Mike, like, when she's asleep, like, he calls in the ref, like, come, come, come. And she lays down, and he's like, oh, sorry, babe, I'm just, I'm just reaching for the thing. The remote or something The remote, like that. yeah, and he leans over her, and she has, she's just, like, laid out like this. And the man's like, one, two, yeah. three, three, yeah. three, they, they could do that. You know what I mean? Not somebody else out of nowhere comes into their bedroom and tries to pin them. Well, they can do our truth under the bed. Uh, no, nah, that would that would. <laughs> there's only so much you could do in the PG era, right? With matters like that, you have to yeah. be really careful. But yeah, so now Maria Canellos is 24/7 champion. So that is the continuing yeah. saga another, of the 24/7 belt. Another woman that has it before uh, before Carmella. Carmella. This one is to me. This one's okay because she's on the roster type thing. You know what I mean? And it, it be... makes sense because she's pregnant. So, what's the what's the what's the fold in the story now? Like, what's gonna happen? I think it might get to the point where Carmella gets it, and then you have, then you involve the women more. Yeah, you know. But so. it looks like this whole thing's like a long game. Like they've been planning this. It's like one of the best stories that they actually have, which the is weird. Game. Yeah, end games in everybody's story, like in everybody's like vocabulary now. Just a part of it. In fact, I was watching, uh, I was looking at um, Young Justice. I believe it's Young Justice DC or Teen Titans, but one of their episodes is called Endgame. Just before Endgame came out. I will take your fun fact and raise you another fun fact. Uh, been listening to the song for a while, but I, for some reason the, the lyrics kind of really jumped out. Mm. If you listen to the song by Kendrick Lamar and SZA, um, all the stars okay. off the Black Panther soundtrack. SZA says Endgame in it. This is though. this is before Infinity War. Yeah, that's Black Panther, like Black yeah. Panther. Thing. But yeah. you, you, there's still a continuation. There's still yeah. that continuity. Well, I'll look into it. I'll see. Of all songs, all soundtracks, she says Endgame in it. People won't think twice right. about it. They think it's just lyrics. Right before, I don't know. TDE, they might, they might be, a, they might have insider information. So that we don't know. It's true. But, alright, so yeah. Other things that stood out on um, 
Raw was uh last week we talked about it wasn't this week that um no no no. Did Brock come out this week? And beat the shit out of I believe so. I, th- I think I saw a clip. Okay, so actually they had a gauntlet match with Rey Mysterio, Sami Zayn, Cesaro, Ricochet and Andrade, the winner, gets to go to um US title. Oh, that lineup's pretty dope. It's like all the young guys or people that don't get their show. Yeah. So it looks like they're helping other people. Uh, what's his name one ricochet one so it's him against AJ again um, what's next I'd like to see uh, Zayn go for another belt oh, triple threat raw tag team titles was Usos um, OC in the revival OC came up so now they all have belts so right now that's their big thing that's why on Smackdown it was supposed to be them against um, New Day because New Day all has belts as well the only club the only club the original club the official club so yeah now they're the new Raw Tag Team Champions um what else Becky had matches they were like meh Dolph Ziggler against Seth Rollins um was Seth that? run by it was okay but then he won by a DQ cause Lesnar came in knocked him and just was giving him F5s on a stand up chair mm. it was crazy it looked pretty dope but this is yeah, Paul so. Heyman's writing so yeah. the ECW shit and they're leading up to... Uh, no, to that was that. And then also, um, there was supposed to be this... Was it on this one? A Samoan Summit? Oh, I did see that. Was that um, yeah, and Joe, like, in the back. What was actually cool was the way that they did it was, as Seth Rollins is getting pushed on a gurney to the, to the um, ambulance, Roman's like, yo, Seth, what the hell? Like, what's going on? And as he's doing that, he gets jumped. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, the, like yeah. the background, like the behind the scenes and, is alive too, not and, just the outside. You know. And what's funny about uh, Reigns getting attacked is, if you're just watching it, you may be caught off guard. But I'm watching it on YouTube. I had already heard about it before I checked oh, the clip. Okay, okay. So when I saw him walking towards, like they never show the wrestler walking towards the interview. You know what I'm saying? They never show it. It's the interview interviewer and they say i have such and such with me and they walk into the frame no no right? which one are you talking about are you talking about with the uh, drop the box yeah no no this is not the same thing no but i'm okay no no it's not the okay. same one this was just like as seth rollins oh, again they're pushed, just crossing paths they cross path and samoa joe jumps roman reigns then the usos come out the oc come they jump him and then they it, you see that just for a clip and then they go back to seth rollins in the in the ambulance gone Okay. Then Joe goes out to the thing and starts just calls them out because Roman was like last week was trying to call like a Samoan summit or something. Like, I like him that. and the Usos go and sit down with Samoa Joe, like kind of like a respect thing. I like the promo with uh, Reigns and and Joe that turned into the the match. Yeah, that was dope. So that was the whole thing. Then they had a big old fight. In the end, Cedric Alexander came out, jumped off the Titan Tron onto everybody. Pretty much end of Raw. Uh, SmackDown. Real highlights of SmackDown would be. Let me see. Well, Trish and, and Shane, and Kevin Sharon. Owens. They still pushing. Um, Trish was there to push the whole thing with Charlotte. Uh, Ziggler, so they, do they have a match for SummerSlam? Yeah. So now that's for sure. I'm looking forward to that. Ziggler. He had a wicked promo. He was dissing everybody. Like, everybody. It was pretty funny. He's due for, like, a real pipe bomb. Yeah. Like, a real, real CM Punk-style pipe bomb. He should. Because he he can articulate that. So Him, you know, I could see in the future Sami Zayn being somebody that can... Sami Zayn? I could see Sami Zayn better than Dolph Ziggler. But Zoffa would have to disappear a bit and just come out, say his piece. And but, but he did disappear. But they tried that. doing that with him. Like that, yeah, that, exactly. He disappeared before. They even tried to make him like bitter every time he comes back. Yeah. Um, what else? Ember Moon. Oh. Her and Bailey tagged up against Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss. I did. I did see um, Daniel Bryan, the attempt of the interview. Yeah. Where he wanted was gonna explain. Yeah. And then he just walked off. I like it. And he just walks off, so he's like not it. giving his, yeah. Yeah, I think he, he just, he's going to do it on his own terms, and he's going to pick an appropriate time. The 
rumor is that his announcement is going to be that he's going to join a 205 Live exclusively. And then they're going to take 205 Live, mesh it with NXT, and put it on Wednesday nights on FS1. Oh, that's what they're going to do? That's the rumor. That's going to be the move. Yeah, Vince. Well, you see how Vince. Okay, all right. He's using NXT and putting NXT on the knife. Like, oh, oh, now, now he wants to. You see. Okay, all right. Put NXT on the knife. Like, it's the most popular one. Like, among that age range, anyway, right? So it's the only one that truly should go up against AEW. Because you put up WWE glitz and glitter against that, they're going against the indie people. But a lot of the indie people are on NXT. Yeah. So. Uh, and slow's competition. And then Dolph Ziggler versus Finn Balor. It was pretty decent. And until. then uh until <laughs> Aldo Blue. Let's get into the shits, man. Hold on. Which one came first? Oh, so Firefly Flynn came first. He came on right before the match. And it's Ramblin' Rabbit, and he's talking about how much he likes Finn Balor. Yeah, and then but, he starts shaking. Yeah, he starts he shaking. Stops, he stops talking, he starts stops shaking. Talking, and then he <laughs> runs like, off. He's like, I'm out of here. Yeah, and then Bray comes in and he's searching, searching, and then he looks at the camera and he starts laughing and he goes, what? Yeah. And then, did they do clips of The Fiend in that? Yeah, yeah. Clips of The Fiend, then cut. So next match, Dolph Ziggler, Vin Balor. They're going, whatever, whatever. Then The Fiend comes out. Lights flicker, Fiend comes out, lights turn back on, Fiend's gone, Dolph wins. Yeah. So, yep, he's still making his his little cameos here and there. But the whole thing with Finn is that he's supposed to be sick or something like that. He's like the flu. So they're hoping he's can get like fully cleared by SummerSlam, but they're well, not sure. Maybe they should shelf him a bit and not have him work house shows and shit. Well, that's what they did. Did they did. Um, Smackville, they replaced him with Ali. Okay. It was supposed to be him, but they replaced him with Ali. Ali lost, but yeah, they replaced him. Okay. So they tried, but yeah. Give the man so some time off. If, that's, if, if we're in the end game now. Uh, if they give time off, that's the first like feud that Bray has that gets shit, shit on. Like To me, it's just finish it off. No, I mean like up until SummerSlam. Like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. Don't give him as much... Load management. Yeah. WWE can learn from Kawhi Leonard. Load <laughs> management. Yeah, that's true. All right. And then, talking of Shinsuke and Ali, they went up at it. Ali won. Then Kofi and AJ to end it. Kofi won. Um, Do you think Kofi's going to get over on Orton at SummerSlam? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So they're building him strong? Or? Yeah, they're going to build him strong. So when he loses at uh, WrestleMania, it's going to build like a really strong heel. Who's more likely going to be Biggie? I'm just, I'm just realizing it's been like, what, three, four months? Yeah. They let him live. Like, he's popular enough. Like, it's not Jinder Mahal or anything. So, Poor Jinder, man. I know. I feel bad when everybody says bad stuff about him. <laughs> then I do too. <laughs> Jinder Jinder really was a good character. I did. I liked him as a character. I liked him as a. He's a, a good wrestler a, too. He was, and then he finally had the look. Like I believe. Yeah. Him. I was like, okay, okay, this man is really out there. But nah, they were just shit on him from the beginning. If they would have told the story right, then it would have been better. But he went from jobber to champion within a week. Yeah. And not just one time jobber. He was a jobber for the past. Three, four, five years. Then he's just champion the next week. Yeah. And not just champion. Like, he's taking down big people. He, he was a part of 3MB. Come on. Like, so, no. They fucked that no up. No knock on 3MB. They were kind of funny. But, yeah. So, oh, there was the Randy Orton promo. <laughs> this guy's... This no. No. Um, look at 3MB. Right? Now look at them. Now look <laughs> at them individually. Yeah. It's weird, man. Sometimes you gotta take what they give you. And you build it from there. Oh yeah. So, Randy Orton did his promo. It was a pretty dope promo. I thought it was cool. He brought up the whole... They've been trying to work that story in where... 
He fucked up Kofi's career. It's there. It's it's a stretch. I'll say that. Yeah. I mean, they didn't have much. Yeah, they had the little feud, in you know, ten years ago. But that feud didn't go further. It's not like it was no. a long running feud. So they're not talking like, about how that feud. They're just really talking about that moment because that's the whole rumor, right? That when Kofi fucked up, then and Randy said. You're stupid, stupid, right there. That was yeah. a shoot when he was doing that. That he buried him. Bur- he buried him, but when he went backstage, he was like, yo, this dude's not ready. And it stopped his whole push. His whole push up to this point. Which he was, like how Randy was like, it's a fluke. Because if Ali didn't get hurt, it was supposed to be Ali in that position, not Kofi. Yeah. Like, I, I, I get where they're going with it. I get what they're drawing at. But it's not like it was a long, drawn-out feud to where you can revisit it. And be like, okay, we had a substantial, no, that's why I don't long-running program together. Yeah, I don't see you them know? looking at it that way, though. They're not pushing it like, yo, they're just we had trying a to feud. add to whatever embers are left. Is, yeah, and that little thing. They're like, yo, he stopped my career, and you've been trying to stop my career. It's a good angle. It's oh, good I angle. rock with it. But Randy's promo is dope. You haven't seen Randy. Like, that dickhead Randy is supposed to be who Randy is. And that's who he was in that promo, dickhead Randy. I've, I've never seen him any other way. But they try to like make him like <laughs> even, even super tough and all shit. Sometimes he just has to be a dick. Like him on what's it called Twitter? Now him and him and Hardy. That's a few that I can really be like, yeah, okay, because the the way he was striking him, the way he was attacking yeah. him, pulling his his ear, his and, all ear and all that stuff, that looked like some real malicious shit. Yeah, you know, but. Or even that, like I, I don't know. As long as it builds Kofi up stronger, then I'm I'm with it. Huh? I don't. I just don't want thing. them to cut cut the legs from under him. No, I don't see that. But yeah, so twenty minutes up. But uh, last one. So Roman Reigns backstage. He's, Try to push furniture on him. They have an interview with Kayla Braxton, then all of a sudden something was just pushed a piece of scaffolding. That's what they say. Yeah, was pushed over on him. That's real old school. If, if you wanna. If you want to go back and do your history, wrestling has a very long history with scaffolds. And it doesn't make any sense, but if you Google it, it'll make sense. All you casual fans out there. Well, they're bringing it back. It was Vince. It'd be funny if they did a scaffold match. That'd be dumb. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> fuck? I'm That'd just be saying. Dumb as fuck. But yeah, so right now there's this big mystery. Roman Reigns, who tried to throw a box we on him. We know who it was. Who do you think well, it was? His wife probably threw, tried to throw a box on him. But <laughs> we all know it's Samoa Joe. Come on. You say Samoa Joe? Yeah. Um, so the rumors, because there was a picture of somebody walking back, it looked like it was Buddy Murphy. <laughs> I know. First and foremost, the guy's name is Buddy. But yeah. <laughs> so it looks like it's that guy. It is not that guy. <laughs> it looks like it's, it's that guy. Buddy Murphy. <laughs> but yeah, so... The assumption is Joe, but from the picture, whatever they say, it could be him. Okay. So we'll see if it that, if it is him, then that's cool. They're building up a new heel. Yeah. If it's small Joe, then it just continues. I I just don't on. see how they would have it be someone else when they're but it's, they're reigniting. That's, that's the beauty of it. Like they're not just going. This is a storyline. Still linear. They're like, oh, this guy doesn't like him too. <laughs> Boom. So once this ends, this guy. Can come and continue over here. You know what I mean? Like, I it's can, I, I can okay. see that. But again, WWE, Kawhi Leonard, Listen. load management. Do not overwork your wrestlers. Uh, and you get more out of. Isn't that the best way of not overworking them by using different people? No, but you're lightening the workload on the heels. Not Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns now has. Two feuds instead of one. Yeah, two feuds. That means but it doesn't that mean means, it has to be back to back. That means he's it got. Could mean it's spread out, but this guy's gonna happen next. And when it happens, it can happen like this, and we already understand it. Okay. I don't know. I always have high hopes for WWE. What do we know? We've never been in the board meetings. We've never been in the writers' rooms. We're just casual fans. I lived in Connecticut once. I drove by the building. I saw the flag. <laughs> Did it say nine ninety nine on it? No, no. <laughs> just, just, what was it? I don't think, no, it wasn't added to the era, but it was more 2001 to 2006. Ruthless aggression? Yeah, so. 
Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. So that's that wrestling. All right. So now we're going to get into the uh, um, movie section. Dum -dum. Movies. It's time for some movies. Now, this movie came out, what, two weeks ago? Yeah. I saw it, so we couldn't review it because he hadn't seen it. But now he's seen it, so we can give our full review. And there is the movie he is speaking about is The Lion King, the... Live action. A.K.A. the National Geographic Remix. Take Pretty that, much. take that. Yeah. So, I'll let you start. What were your thoughts? Okay, my thoughts were this. There's only so much emotion you can pull out of CGI. Right. And for as much as has been done with CGI, you can't really get the human... I can't even say human, but kind of human, I guess, in this case, because they're animals. Yeah. Because you're putting animals with human emotions, you're not going to get the same type of emotions out of it. Um, it looked fantastic. Don't get me wrong. At this point, you could do CGI and it look normal. Yeah. It looks like real animals, real um, environments, blades of grass, water yeah. drops movements it's all lifelike it's all very um normal looking that being said there's not a lot of characters in this movie that translate as well as the original 1994 animated version in my opinion i felt like which um, ones translated for you timon and pumbaa saved the movie to me do you feel like it was through their dialogue or you it was, can see the emotions in their face, too. A little bit that you see on screen. It was more the voice and their interaction between the two. Right. Um, I'm not popular enough to get uh, ridiculed and dragged through the internet mud by the beehive, but I'm sorry. Beyonce is a robot at this point. There's yeah. no human emotion from her. She sounds like she's just reading lines off of paper. Um, a lot of people liked... Uh, Donald Glover in the movie. He played the... I, he played the adult Simba. Adult Simba. And uh, I didn't hear it. I, it just... he To me, he did a little bit better than Beyonce, but it wasn't as expressive. Right, 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 right. It just... There's no emotions, and as much as I love James Earl Jones, he got paid to read the same lines over again. Over. And it sounded like it, so... Seth, uh, Seth, Seth Rogen, and oh. <laughs> Wait, what? Seth Rogen, and I'm sorry, I can't remember the guy Timon. who played Timon. But them two, um, they both even even their lines individually sounded like they had more life in them than probably anybody else in the movie. Rafiki had Rafiki didn't speak English for most of the movie. Uh, Timon was Billy Eichner. 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 Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much it. What did you think? Um Let me go back. Let me go back in my mind and see. Let me rewind. So first did you see it I in didn't 3D? Like the, no. I saw it at a drive in. Okay. Okay. Style and profile. Okay. But so first thing I noticed that was off to me was the pacing of the movie. Felt like it just zipped through. It was like zipping through. It parts. kind of did. It kind of did. I felt like maybe the first 15, 20 minutes, like they were yeah. rushing just due to get to the conflict. Yeah. But even, yeah, the conflict was. After was the decent. conflict, it the was conflict a little was bit decent. better paced, I would say. Yeah. Um, not even. From between when he runs away with Timon and Pumbaa, hangs out with them the first time. What was weird? Oh, they, even, they even cracked a joke about that, actually. Yeah, they were cracking a lot of jokes that were like there was a lot. Jokes. There was a lot of uh, breaking the fourth wall jokes. Yeah, like even when even when they were um, singing the song. Yeah. And he's like, "Aren't you supposed to tell me to stop?" And it was like, "Yeah." Like the fart part, and he was like, "Yeah." When I fart, aren't you supposed to tell me to stop? Yeah. And then yeah, but even like 
but the but the you've grown like twenty years since we started the song. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. But even from there, it's like I don't know. It just felt too fast. It just everything felt too fast compared to what the cartoon was, like the cartoon version, and. I saw it too, like the whole expressive thing on the faces. I remember you mentioned that before when we watched the trailer. And I was like, oh, I don't know, because it's they should be able to show that, but and there's only so much you're gonna get from the trailer. Yeah, but, but no, yeah. they didn't really do it. They didn't really do it. And then the voice acting was just like, uh, as soon as Beyonce hit, I was like, come on, man, like you're supposed to. Uh, I what's couldn't. What's funny was I didn't remember that, because I'm I'm just watching the movie. Yeah. Like even as a kid I don't even I don't I don't remember like upon multiple watchings as I'm getting older yeah. thinking, Oh, this person played this or this person person played this. The movie is to me is such a big movie. It's bigger than the names in the movie. Yeah. Now with social media and all that, you can really zone in on You know, everything. Beyonce was the highest paid actress, right? On that whole thing. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. Which is well, it's because of her crossover and her markability, but yeah. still, like... But but I didn't remember that she was playing adult Nala till probably yeah. halfway through the movie. Maybe a little oh, bit okay. more than that. And Donald Glover, because I, I'm just thinking of how this movie looks compared to the first one. Right. What are they, what are they leaving in? What are they adding? I'm thinking of all this. I'm not thinking of the actors. So, other than Seth Rogen, who... Sounds like Seth Rogen. Like he's yeah. he's the Snoop Dogg. But he was dog funny of, though. He was no, funny no. though. I liked him as Pumbaa. Yeah, yeah, he was. I truly liked him as Pumbaa. But I'm saying, he sounds like him. So when I hear his voice, it's so distinct. Oh, and the guy who was Zazu, I was so pissed. Like he didn't. Oh. I thought he was cool. Oh man, I thought he was cool. I thought he was. I thought he had more life than the majority. Yeah, John Oliver, but no, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't for me. I was just like, no, you, I can't deal with that. Um, who else? Scar? Scar was dope. Scar was cool. Um, Sarabi, Alfred Woodard. It was different, but the girl, the lady who actually played her in the first one, passed away. It was actually in Coming to America. Remember James L. Jones and his wife? They right. took those same two from Coming to America and said, yo, you guys do Lion King. Right, right. So it was her. Like So... The voice was cool, but it wasn't royal like hers was to me. And as an adult, thinking about the the how do I put it? Thinking about the the family dynamic of the lions and everything, and yeah. you start to think about stuff. Um, especially when they 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 zeroed in on. That dynamic too between Scar and um, uh, Simba's mom. Oh, her name's right there, Sarabi. Sarabi, and the fact that she turned him down. Yeah, they really they focused more on that in this version than yeah than the, the last one. Yeah, there was a lot of parts that were missing from this version than the original, like Zazu in a cage singing "Love You Bunch of Coconuts." They didn't yeah, have that. They didn't. They didn't do the um, uh, the grass skirt, the hula. Yeah, 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 yeah. They didn't. Well, but but that, there was an Easter egg like in there like that, that I didn't even notice. The what? It was um, and they just did a live action um, version too, Beauty and the Beast. Okay. When he started singing, that's a song from Beauty and the Beast, and then they stopped it. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I didn't know that. I've oh, watched Beauty and the Beast, but the person I was watching the movie with pointed that out to me. And I was like, okay. Interesting. Disney? You know, yeah. the Disney movie? Yeah, Disney, you know. But they yeah. run everything. Everything's a Disney movie now. I, I never thought about it till now again. You get older. Um, Simba and Nala are from the same pride, correct? Yeah, so they have the same father. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. King breeds everyone. Yep. They're not humans. Yeah. I'm just saying. And didn't think of it as a kid. That used to be the way. For humans as well. Until society made laws. Thank God. Some would agree. Some would disagree. <laughs> That's the way of the world. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So, 
What else? What other part was missing? The part when he drops down on the leaves and the leaves go up in the air and it, and it goes up and it hits him. Like, the little fur that traveled all across freaking oh, man. the desert. Straight through the, through the shit ball. I said, listen, yeah. I'm like, yo, there's a little piece of hair and he finds this little hair and he's like, Simba, he's, he's alive. Like, come on, bro. Like, um, give me the leaves. There was another, um, <laughs> yeah. Um, he didn't, he didn't whack him upside the head. Yeah, that too. Yeah, he didn't walk up. He didn't. He didn't have the stick until like the big uh, final yeah. fight. What else? Um, shit. Because he he didn't give that lesson. I didn't like the fact that yeah that whole lesson was missed in this one. Like that's so true. Like that's a huge part of the movie. That's a huge part of the story arc, and transitioning from him staying with his friends yeah. and going back to his family. Exactly. He went back like just like this. Like it was weird. It was just. I, I just found it funny what Another they thing left that was out. to me was what they added. Like, they had a crew of friends. Timon and Pumbaa. Yeah. Yeah. There was, was a like, lot of... Where was, where, when did they get all these friends? When was it a gang? Yeah. I said, this makes no sense. But they, they did they did a, a, a nice joke in one of them where um, uh, Simba's talking to the, the antelope. Yeah, yeah. And the antelope's kind of shook, like, you know. Oh, I, I thought know. you were a, a lion. He was like, I am a lion. You know, a different lion. You know, nice seeing you. <laughs> I thought that was cool. Yeah. But, no. Just the pacing of it just felt really fast. Um, the voice acting was a little off for me. And and also, to add on to that point, there was an extra, like, 20 minutes. So there's a 20-minute difference between the original and this one. Where? I believe it's... it's there's, there's, there's little things... Um, when Nala tries to escape, or she does eventually escape, that's a new scene. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. That's not in there. A new scene. Um, there's a couple of things that they drew out, too. Here and there, there's bits and pieces where they added on. So th- this version is a little bit longer. So that might have been why the pace was hurried up a bit. Yeah. But it's it didn't feel... And the whole Eden part. Yeah, Eden, the slugs and shit, they, spent, they made that. Yeah, they, they added stuff yeah. to that. But um, yeah, the pacing was a little bit faster, and um, didn't really serve the movie as well. No. But visually, it was wicked. Yeah, if you're into like just seeing how advanced we are in CGI right now, I'd definitely go see, it. and I'd see it in 3D too. Yeah. So. But yeah, no, well, that's pretty much it for Lion King. The 12 minutes. Mm, why not? That's okay. our Lion King review. Okay. Pretty much. Um, it was decent. It was pretty much the same movie. But... Um, how many... How many shots out of five would you give that? Two. I would give it a two and a half. Two and a half? Yeah. I two and a chest a shot. I debated on that and I was like, nah, not two. Oh, my name nowhere in that. Just because, um, just visually, like the way you could tell, like the, their attention to detail. Yeah. Even um, and and um, one thing we didn't bring up, uh, the director John Favreau. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He um he did the movie, um, but he was saying because I watched a bit of I think he was on Jimmy Kimmel, and he was talking about how they they did their research on the animals just the way they move yeah, yeah the environment all that stuff so I give them props for that no they put their work in like when it comes to that stuff Disney doesn't play yeah Disney doesn't play but uh, I guess another movie I want to skip I want to go to the kitchen the kitchen what peaked our interest was we saw a DC it's Vertigo it's a DC um, property yeah so DC Vertigo what Vertigo is it's um, it's like a subsidiary comic book thing of DC but they have more like kind of like weirder stories like out there not specifics um, not specific to superheroes this superheroes that could be like I just looked up The Kitchen Uh, it's coming out the new movie with um, what is it who's in this Melissa McCarthy Tiffany Haddish Elizabeth Moss now I have a theory not much of a theory, but an idea. And you might be able to answer it in that wiki there. Um, 
Was it originally supposed to be called Hell's Kitchen? No, it's called The Kitchen, but it's based in Hell's Kitchen. Now, Hell's Kitchen is in Harlem. I'm, I believe so. It's the same. It's based in the same place as Daredevil. Now, Harlem, transitioning to hip-hop. Okay. Uh, Puff Daddy, first album was supposed to be called Hell Up in Harlem. Yeah. For mar- marketing purposes, he changed it, took the word hell out. Same thing? No, it's based on the comic book, the same name. Oh, The Kitchen. Yeah, The Kitchen is the same name as the comic book. Okay. <coughs> yeah, so okay. that's why it's called Kitchen. But, so, The Kitchen is about the wives of Irish mobsters who take over organized crime operations in the 1970s in New York City's Hell Kitchen neighborhood after the FBI arrest their husbands. So, it's pretty... From the, what I, the, the trailer, it looks like it's a real serious-ass movie. But it's weird that they casted Melissa McCarthy and Chris, Tiffany Haddish in it. I don't, like find, I don't find that known comedians. I don't find that strange at all. I think because they're so known for comedies, they want to branch out. Right. And, I can um, see that, but getting getting serious roles. Uh, it's like um when Jim Carrey got into serious roles, it was kind of weird at first, especially since one of the early serious roles he took was The Cable Guy, which wasn't a it oh. wasn't a comedy. The trailer, the trailers so in the in the beginning made it look like a comedy, but it wasn't a comedy at all. You were watching it, it was funny. It was, it was supposed to be, what, I don't want to say a thriller. Was it a thriller? Kind of. Yeah. And then um, he did The Spotless Mind. Uh, General Sunshine, The uh, Spotless Mind. Yeah. So, at some point, if your whole career is defined by comedy and you want to look at getting awards, you're going to go into more serious roles. So yeah. I can see... I could see, and and that's not the first um, serious role Melissa McCarthy has done. And what was the other one? It was just recently. It was probably earlier this year, I believe. Um, Super Intelligence. Can you ever forgive me? The Happy Time Murders. Uh, can you ever forgive me? Was a, a serious movie. Biographical film. Based on confession memoir of the same name, Lee Israel. McCarthy stars in Israel. The story follows her attempts to revitalize her family yeah, brand and she's career a by forging letters from deceased authors and playwrights. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, so, yeah, she's trying. I don't know. I still have to see it because I just, just watched Ghostbusters like the other day. The I still haven't watched it. I still haven't watched it. But uh, I want to, though. I'm kind of upset with that movie. I don't get why they didn't tie it back to the first, the other ones in the first place. It would have been easier. Did Dan Aykroyd make a cameo in there? Not that I remember, but Bill Murray did. Bill Murray did, okay. Yeah, I knew one of them did. But yeah. And he wasn't playing his own character. He was playing a person who debunks ghosts, ghost sightings and stuff. And I'm just like, oh, you gotta connect it. Like, to me, you should have connected the two. He's right there. There's a layup. You know what I mean? Like, let them be, like, a niece or a granddaughter or something. You know what I mean? Or even somebody who just looked up to them growing up, and then they did their own thing. But as long as you put that dynamic there, it would have made it it could have been, like, a mentor. Because then they're, like, it's like they're acting like they're making up their own first time, making up the the traps, making up the guns and stuff. Okay. You don't need to do all that. We've already seen that before. Just give us the the history and whatever. So, but anyways, yeah. This looks pretty dope. The kitchen. Yeah, it does. But yeah. And and, and does this does this does this count as a DC extended universe? No, or probably is this not. Completely. I'd say it's completely something different. Okay. Because they're they're not really. Stay definitely. Uh, they don't even say anything about the DC universe. You know. Mm. It's just DC Vertigo, and I plus think... it's DC Vertigo and not just DC. Yeah. That could be another reason why they don't connect it. Yeah. I hope they get it together. They're always wicked when they do singles. Like they don't have to make a world. They don't. Are they working on the Flash? Uh, here there's like a. DC, I don't even know what they know what they're doing anymore. Hopefully, I think they're that, banking on what's it called, the Suicide Squad. And from there and, they can. And uh, what's it called too? Um, Joker's not part of the world. No, no. 
the um the one with Harley Quinn. Oh, Birds of Prey. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if they're still. I haven't heard that they're still planning on doing that. Yeah, they're doing that. But I think DC has a lot of plans with no execution. Yeah, their like, execution they want, like this, 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 and this. We should do this. We should do this. We should do this. And they start announcing all the shit they want to do. They start grabbing people up, and then they're like, "Hold on, how does it fit in the grand scheme?" Well, they sure did. It doesn't. They did cancel all their panels at um, Comic Con. Yeah. So, but they weren't ready. Not at all. So yeah. Oh well, yeah. So that was movies. That's movies. Also, um, we'll probably we'll probably um, tackle a couple of those the next, next week. Yeah. Uh, I was doing something until Dave interrupted, like usual. We're here to talk about an interesting topic. David. David. We're good. You guys ever watch um Dragon Ball Z? I want to see David Super Saiyan, like, go nuts. Like, go, and then this big fire, like, comes up around him. That would be kind of funny. I think I can get it done. Animation? No, I think I can make it happen. I think I can bother him to the point that fire actually comes out of his skin. Could possibly happen. I'm working on it. What's up, what up Ariel? What up, Neil? Neil, what's happening? So, um, you you brought up what an up, interesting up, topic, and I want to know why you brought it up. So okay. So, today, I was listening to the radio, driving on my way to do the podcast. And Which podcast? This podcast, The Casual Fan. Okay. Some people don't know that. You know, yeah, this is Casual podcast. Fan. What up, Melissa? So, what I found was, I was listening to the new Cardinal official song, and it made me think, like, this song pretty much sounds the same way Cardinal has always sounded forever like from the first time I heard Cardinal to now he's always sounded the same so to me it's like what was my question like it's like if an artist sounds outdated should they I don't want to say should they stop making music because that doesn't make sense they should always want to make music even however how it sounds but should they stop trying to go mainstream or get the attention of the present ears or whatever type thing. I think the question is, what is their demand amongst their fans? What's up, Peace? Yeah. If there's a demand for what they're doing, then why stop? I mean, it's it's funny. What it's is, funny that that's the question because... What up, what up, what up, Peace? Because I'm thinking about... Um, like, when I was looking at the reviews of the, the Nas single. What up, Lex? To see. The um, Scat Attack. There was a big portion of people that liked the song. Right? Actually, so it was like. Listening to the song in the car, much better. Mike, what's up? That uh, Jarella song or whatever? Algero. Algero. <laughs> you want to know what's funny? Jarella is uh, a comic book character. She was like an alien that the Hulk like married on another planet. I know those things. I'm that guy. But yeah. So yeah, so that song was dope. I liked it. In the car, it sounded so much better. I didn't like than it. hear it off the phone. I didn't like it. I, I listened to it on the headphones. I didn't like it. But there are people who do like it. They like that Nas is attempting different things. And they can appreciate that sound. So, there is a portion of people that like it, yeah. and maybe he's just providing what they like. I but don't know. With Nas, so that's what made me... How much of the album did you hear? I... Shit. I don't really look at the numbers, so it's probably like 20 minutes. So, maybe the first five. And what did you think upon... They were dope. That, that was the whole thing. So, I downloaded after listening to the... Or not download, but listen to it after listening to Card now, because I was like... If Cardinal has this outdated sound, let me see if it's like all the way down the line. But Nas is has the sound. Cardinal's sound is outdated. In what way? As in, it sounds like the same music he's been putting out since the 90s and the 2000s. But can you say there's a gang of artists on his level that make music like that? In what do you mean? Meaning that style. Like, like nobody makes that style. Okay, so then he's 
a niche artist. I guess. <coughs> but it's like back then, his sound was more mainstream. Now it isn't. But he still has that same sound, but he's still chasing that same look. But if that's him, does it make sense to do something that he doesn't want to do? As in what way? I'm saying if he's chasing the same look, but he doesn't have that look anymore. Like, if he wants today's sound, he's going to have to do today's sound. He actually did that on his last album with uh, with the main song, that with main his main single. Crystal says growth is important, development is important. Yeah, but when listening to Nas, you can hear that Nas grew. Like, Nas' music still has that same vibe. Miss Sweets, what's up? But all of his stuff... His thing has the same vibe, but all of his stuff yeah, sounds like it's the music today. Not same as music today, but it fits in today's music. I just don't get that off of the Cardinal sound. I like the Cardinal joint. No, I oh, like the song. I just mean, does it fit today? No. Does it have to? If you're chasing radio, if you're chasing... Is he love, chasing radio? Yeah, he always is. Okay. I think, um, but if you look at like a Jay Z, Jay Z always switches with the times. Always switches with the times. Like if you follow Jay Z's career, you'll see when DMX came up, what's going on, Kelly? He started wearing bandanas. Pharrell came out, he started dressing different. Bape, skateboards. That's when actually that's when Jay Z got into his button up shit, his pretty shit. Uh, what other times? Um, whenever somebody was big, like Bad Boy was big, he wore the shiny suit. Like Jay always changes with the times. But look at a fifty. When fifty drops music, it still sounds like the same shit from the two thousands. But is that played out? It just it has that old sound to it, like I think with fifty he's run his course musically. I think um it's tough for it's tough for me, as somebody who has been a fan of 50 since Guess Who's Back, to not see him have the same dominance, being putting out the same quality of music. And because the, the big promotional push and marketing push in the machine isn't behind him, people look at it different. He's still making that same quality that he did earlier on in his career. Huh. Perception perception does so much as far as like whether people rock with you or not. Right. It it uh Neil says, I want my artists to stay true to themselves. Yeah. And that's true. Yeah. Like that's the main thing. Like do you make but what's that line? Do you make music for yourself or do you make your music for the fans? Kristen, what's up? Jordell, what's up? If you make music for the fans, should you sound the way that they want you to sound? Like, actually, what that's, cons- that's, what that's, constitutes that's... making music for the fans? Is it the sound? Is it the lyrics? Is it the look? Or is it all of that? Are you supposed to chase that whole thing? Like, what is it? Crystal says, but you can do that and still grow and develop. I think that's difficult. And you know what? We spoke about Nas last week. Yeah. And um, we spoke about Illmatic and we spoke about It Was Written. And if we go by that, it's tough to tell because it was written sold so much more than Illmatic. Right. So do you continue doing that or do you go back to what your core fan base loved you for? Nah, you should always grow. Actually, that goes with what Tyler, the creator, was talking about. He was saying his whole beef with Eminem was that when he dropped the recovery and all that shit, he got the backlash and people were like, I want the old M. So when he dropped um, Kamikaze, he came back as the old M. And that's what Teller was pissed about. He's like, why the fuck are you changing into what they want you to be? They need to grow with you. I think, I think it's, a very, it's a very slippery slope. Uh, Neil says the music you want to make. It's the whole package. The whole package. Uh, Calendar says 50 is about that clout. That's how he stays relevant. Um, Northern girl Renee says exactly. We still listening if they if they ain't chasing, it ain't broke. broke. Yeah, and that's true. They'll always have their fans, but 
it might change. It might be might not be those million fans anymore. Why is the reception so bad? I have to sleep. Night boys, have fun. Peace. Is the audio cool or I don't know. No? If you did want to follow, I am doing it on Facebook, Facebook as well. Facebook as well. Wesley, what's up? But yeah. Uh, did you read what Neil said? The music you want to make, it's the whole package. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's true. But I don't know. But it's like you have artists, the comparison, fifty, who he stays relevant, but it's not his music that keeps him relevant. No. Not his music at all. It's him going at Young Buck. Just him going at everybody. Like, if there's one thing he's good, he's funny. He's a Instagram funny. I don't. I don't see that he can be a comedian, but he's Instagram funny. He he knows how to entertain, and it doesn't necessarily have to be the people following him because media follows him. Yeah. So he's always gonna get eyes on what he's doing. Miss Sweet says, "Damn, I didn't even know." Y'all did that on Facebook too. Yeah. On yeah, Facebook. yeah. Wambidextrous. <laughs> I don't think we've used the word ambidextrous yet on the casual fan. That's the first. I don't think so. Yeah, I think it's tough to tell because um, sales can be deceptive. Yeah. Uh, metrics can be deceptive. Is there an artist that we've heard that. Actually, J. Cole. He's before I even ask the question. He started out with his sound. Mm-hmm. Then when he started dropping his first two albums, he figured he has to make music for his fans, which turned around and made him do a whole bunch of mainstream shit, like two albums of mainstream shit. I don't think it was that. I think it was pressure from the label to be outside of his fan base. But there's that argument. You know what I mean? It's like, do you fight to say? Do you fight and say no? I have this sound and this is what my fans follow. Or do you go with the label and say, okay, then I change my whole shit just so I can make money. And he changed his whole shit. Calendar says, Snoop is the perfect example of someone reinvents the self. And, and still, still stays, stays relevant. Snoop? Snoop's doing a new album. I can't remember. It's a new genre that he's delving into. Snoop has made a reggae album. A gospel album. I think it's a country album. I could be wrong. I can see that. I think it's a country. I can see. If he does it, he's going to do it with Willie Nelson. Oh, yeah. No, he's going to do that with Willie Nelson. That has tour and festival money written all over it. All over it. All over it. (laughs) But, yeah. That's like him and Wiz Khalifa, in a way. What's up, Eve? Eve? Sound like a damn... (laughs) <laughs> we say it together now. Oh yeah, no, that shit is just that Cardinal song, dope song. But I'm just like, like I've, I feel like I've heard this before. Jeffrey, what's up? Um, it's yeah, like, I was, I wasn't, I wasn't thinking about that. Like when I was actually, David was playing it, and he was like, "Yo, it's the new Cardi joint." And I was just like, yo, it sounds tough. Like, it's been a minute since I've heard him do something new. I think he dropped something either last year or the year before. Um, but yeah, it sounded tough to me. So I wasn't even thinking about what up, Jay? Um, the Renee. particulars. Renee says, by the way, guys. Rocking this. Rocking this. I dig the vibes. Casually, of course. Oh, Of course. Of course. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, Renee. Appreciate it. Well, yeah. I don't know, man. So, Who else do you think is making music um, and they're trying to keep up with what's going on? Or not trying to keep up with what's going on? You could even say... There's a lot of like examples where their first album was like that, like Drake. Drake was trying to work with everybody, trying to do all the things like where he thought he had to do. He just wanted to be... He just wanted to be successful said it well he did say it before and that album he he even says like it's not like his favorite album I can't be mad at him because I think I think for a long time what up Judy Judy what's happening I think for for like the first maybe few mixtapes and the first album I don't think Drake really knew what his lane was I don't think it was until Take Care where he I'll take care of, oh well you're talking about mixtapes too yeah yeah till he really 
found what what his sound was, and then when he did that, he found the sound for the entire genre. So yeah, remember when Drake was gonna do a R and B mixtape? I don't remember that actually. He, he was, his plan was to do a full R and B mixtape, but then what's the album after Take Care? I think nothing that one was came the same. Out. Nothing was the same. Instead, he did that, but he changed his mind on the R and B mixtape. And that's when he, that's right after he started writing for like Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx can make the most known one that I know, but like all the other people he was writing for R&B for, Arlish Keys. Arlish Keys. I feel like he did something for uh, Brandy. Yeah, he did some Beyonce. That's Probably. actually one of my favorite Beyonce songs. Oh yeah, uh, mine. Dude can write. Yeah, even though he has writers, he can still write. Well, he has less time now to write. That's so weird. Due to poor connection. My connection is wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was. <laughs> Spoke too soon. <laughs> That's fucked up shit. Not yet. Mike, what's up? Who's an artist that you're into that people would say is outdated or. Me? Has an old sound. I was listening to the Inspector Deck new album this morning, so. I don't know who. That's the thing with me. Like, I'm not really influenced by who's hot or who's Who's maybe looked at as past the prime. But the funny thing is, right after the Deck album, I listened to the the Gold Link album. You like Gold? You know Gold Gold Link is dope. Yeah, he made me laugh because made me. His album made me see how big Toronto slang has pushed out there. He has so many different flows on that album. Yeah. Like, I'm really, like, I don't really check a whole lot of new artists because I'm, with me, I'm big on production. So it's like, if I don't like your production, I'm not really going to sit through a whole album of it. I may check a song or two, but, you know, but he's got flows for days, like different, different flows, man. Gold Link is really, really one of the few new guys that like when they come out with a new album, I got to hear it. No, it goes back when I was saying, um. I like the new guys who can actually rap, mm-hmm. but they still do those new flows. Yeah, yeah, and he's he's the perfect example of that. That shit is awesome. That's when you know, like, when you hear that music, then you're like, okay, this is what hip-hop is, this is what the hip-hop is supposed to evolve to, what they're doing now. Kathy, what's up? Because they mixed R&B, which was part of the growth. We watched hip-hop go from R&B samples mm-hmm. to R&B vocalists yeah. to R&B features to R&B to samples. R&B collabs to R&B songs. R&B yeah. hip-hop songs. Like, it's not even a feature anymore. Like, The artists will do it both themselves now. Natalie, what's up? And, on that. and the thing about Gold Link's album is it's called Diaspora. And then you listen to all the different influences in it. Yeah. You know. Oh, well titled. Well titled. So yeah. That, that's an example of my random musical taste like I was I listen to the deck album and then I listen to uh Gold Link so it depends what I see it all depends on what's there what up Crip but yeah yeah I don't know like most of the music like I said most of the music I listen to is because of the playlist so I'm listening to a lot of Canadian music which playlist are you talking to? um talking there's about the Icebreakers playlist where can people you find, find it on Spotify oh okay. and also the 70 live mixtape or uh-huh. highlights only 705 artists. But what's pretty dope with the Spotify mixtape, not even trying. I always make it 20 tracks. I, that is trying. I always make it 20 tracks. I play 20 tracks too. The playlist itself is eight women artists and 12 men artists. And it's, I don't even try to do that. But just, it just ends up the music today, like, they're putting out fucking hits. Like, there's Via Mighty, there's Keisha Fresh. Yeah. There's Mel XD, there's Tanisha, there's um, um, this chick from London, uh, Summer One. You told me about her. Her song's called Infinity War. So you had to check it. Yeah, I had to check it. Fortunato's on it. Shout out to Fortunato. Yeah. It's a pretty dope song. And before I forget, um, just so you guys know, those going to Carabana this Saturday? Yes. Guess who you might see out there just randomly doing interviews? Listen. Like we say on Instagram, Carabana is not Carabana. 
if Shot Club's not out there interviewing. So make sure that, yeah, look out for us. You'll see. Um, David. 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 This is the quiet, quietest he's been I know. since the season started. You didn't even want to interrupt us today. What's going on? Are you okay? I honestly had a real question for you. David. David. Mama. 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 David. Mom. Mom. David. Mom. Mom. I just want to know Mom. if we, we we have the, what's it called? The pull-up. Um, what up, Charles? What's up, Dom? The pull-up um, banner, right? No? Yeah? No? Yeah? Is he crying? David. I think he's sleeping. Is he crying? David. I thought he was watching like a Hallmark commercial. He might be. Well, that's the end of our show. Peace so we'll be out oh, there. Nice. Too might bad. have a banner, might not have a banner, but look out for us. And yeah, we'll be doing interviews. Out there. That's it, people. Carabana. It's time for me to get some sustenance. It's like our one year anniversary too, doing. Yeah. We're doing interviews, so. Might have to do something special for the people. Um, we gotta bring a cooler. With water and shit. Water. Yeah. Maybe some pops. Water. Hold on, sorry. I got yeah. something in my eye. So Good night, Renee. Good night, Renee. Peace, Cali. Peace. Peace, peace. Peace, peace. <laughs> peace, peace. All right, but yeah. We out. Check um, us every Wednesday. Oh, there's not going to be any episode this Sunday. But come through. Um Carabana if you're in the GTA. And you could always check Listen, out if you miss us, go to shotclubpodcast.com. Because there's always gonna be new footage. Always and, uh, there. New clips out. So and uh again, like, share, comment, subscribe, hit the bell to stay notified. Let's get these numbers up. We only exist because you all are here pushing the brand. Alright? Peace. David says bye. David I want to know. We have the what's it called? The pull up banner. In the corner. Okay. That's what I'm asking. Jeez, simple questions. But you wouldn't answer. What am I supposed to do? You guys are annoying. Speaking of Lion King. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why I said.